Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes to perceive wonderful things in your word and that you'd open our hearts to receive wonderful things from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, uh, we're dealing with identity. This is the fifth sermon in a series on relevant question mark. Uh, the first week, we looked at refugees. And the question there is, what nationality am I? Is my passport of any significance? Second week was creation care. What is my place on the face of the earth? Third week, loneliness. Who are my friends? What are my relationships? Fourth week, addiction. Where do I get satisfaction? Identity. It's the great question of our time. Who am I? Who am I? Well, I am a short, fat, bald, white, British, middle-class, politically unaligned, <laughs> Protestant, heterosexual, middle-aged, professional, bourgeois male with an elite and privileged education, a sharp tongue, and a penchant for sarcasm. <laughs> Who are you? How do we define identity? Is it in a name, a family, ethnicity, clan, tribe, nation, class, caste, gender, orientation, profession, religion, is it the car we drive? I'm a Ford man. The team we support? A Canucks woman. The shoes we wear, the clothes we buy. All of those things are important. Well, at least some of them are. But somehow I doubt that on the day of judgment, the good Lord will be interested in my passport, my GPA, the designer label on my white robe, what car I drove, or which team I cheered for. Who am I? What is actually fundamental to my identity? Let's try a different set of identifiers. I am Neil, Lucy's husband, Edward and Joshua's dad, father-in-law to Katie and Joe, grandfather to Simi and Benjamin, sixth child of Don and Lillian, friend of... Gustavo and Andrea, Benita and Peter. How do we know who we are? In films and in stories and plays, the big question is, what is the identity of the main character? So, the born identity. Jason looks down into a safety deposit box. There's a lot of money a gun, and six passports, all with his picture, but a different name and nationality. He thumbs through them and wonders, who am I? Which one of these identities is me? Or some of you may have seen the movie Ant Z or Ant Z, or just ants. Woody Allen plays the main character, the lead ant, and he's on the psychiatrist's chair, and he says, well, you know, my mother never really had time for me. 
You know, when you're the middle child in a family of five million, you don't get any attention. <laughs> I mean, how's it possible? And I've always had these abandonment issues which plagued me. My father was basically like a drone, and you know, he flew away when I was just a larva. It's going to get worse. <laughs> in Star Wars, the movie, how did it end, that first movie? Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader are at it with their lightsabers. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. He suddenly realized the man he's fighting is his father. Or in the movie Invictus, the Nelson Mandela biopic, I am the captain of my soul, the master of my destiny, says Morgan Freeman. In Greek tragedies, Victorian novels, Shakespearean plays, the question is always, who is the main character? Who is he really, or she? People think they're one thing, fall in love with someone, and then it turns out to be their sister, or their brother, or they're fighting their father. Identity, it's the great question of our time. In fact, it's the great question of all time. It's a biblical question. Moses was tending his sheep in the desert when he saw a burning bush, except the bush was not destroyed. God spoke to him through the bush and gave him a message to take to Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Moses, understandably, a refugee, fugitive, murderer, was reluctant to take the role. He says, who am I? And God says, I am with you. Who are you? I am. And a little bit later, he says, and I love you because I love you. Identity, it's the great question of our time. Who am I? Well, turn with me to Psalm 139 and read this ancient song again with me, this old Hebrew poem, and be prepared to be surprised. My inner world... Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. We all long to know and to be known. Look at these words. Know, discern, search, acquainted, know, hemmed in. And you might say... This isn't knowing and being known. This is being stalked. This is spyware, divine spyware. Who does this God think he is? 
Who is this prying into my thoughts, my habits, my sleep, my dreams, my hopes and aspirations, my plans, my options? And we kick against it. Although, of course, we're quite happy to have a managed public identity on Instagram or LinkedIn or Snapchat or Twitter or, the youth told me on Tuesday night, for the older people, Facebook. <laughs> Do you know that by approximately 2040, there will be more dead people on Facebook than alive people on Facebook? Because you can't cancel the account if you're not alive. Anyway, this is different. <laughs> the manicured pictures and persona I or you put up for public display, my or your online identity is not the same as reality. My niece has a perfectly managed Instagram account. Every photograph of her beautiful children and her immaculate house are in front of the camera. And behind the camera, it's total carnage. <laughs> this divine spyware sees behind the camera, unmasks the reality of our identity crisis, sees beyond the masks of melancholy, and is not fooled by our curated fake identity. He knows me. This Lord has searched me out, has stalked me, has his eyes on me, can read my every intention, knows me so well, he does not finish my sentences, he starts them for me. And this is an intrusion of the deepest, most personal nature. And you might say, it's claustrophobic. Give me space. This is a horror movie. I can't breathe with you breathing down my neck. Back off. Who are you? What do you want? And he says, I am. And I love you. Because you, I love you. And you might say, well, I need to get away from you, Mr. I am, because I don't like this invasion of my privacy. You are well out of order, rude, intrusive. Let me be who I want to be, and you can be who you are, but just don't crowd me out. I want to choose my persona, live my life, find myself, be myself. Who are you? What do you want? And he says, I am, and I love you, because I love you. Identity, it's the great question of our time. Who am I? Let us read on. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day for darkness 
is as light with you. And you might say, I can't shake you off. I can't run from you. I can't hide from you. I can't escape your attention and your intrusive gaze. There is nowhere I can go where you are not. No light that dazzles your eye. No darkness where I can hide. No secret corner or far-flung location where you can be avoided. You, you have night vision, mind reading, thought probing, heat seeking, soul penetrating, sight. And I can't be me while you are stalking me. Get off my back. Who are you? What do you want? And he says, I am and I love you because I love you. Identity is the great question of our time. Who am I? And this Lord not only knows me and where I am, but where I came from and where I'm going. Do you remember Diana Ross and that brilliant song? Well, if you're over 50, you will. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? Where are you going to? Do you know? Do you get what you're hoping for? When you look behind you, there's no open doors. What are you hoping for? Do you know? And just be grateful I didn't sing that to you. <laughs> but he knows. Mr. I am knows where you came from, where you are, and where you're going. He knows your inner world your outer world. He knows your past and your future. Let us read on. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame wasn't hidden from you when I was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. <clears throat> you see, he knows how I was conceived, how you were conceived, in tender delight or in raging brutality, by accident or by plan, wanted or unwanted, in faithfulness or through infidelity, in a womb or in a test tube. And even if you don't know the owner of the womb who conceived you and you're adopted, he knows you. How I was brought to life, how you were brought to life. Not only that, he actually formed me, folded me, bound together my unformed substance into heart and lungs and eyes and ears and fingers and toes, making me fat or thin or tall or short or ginger or blonde or black or white. I and you am a masterpiece of intricate design. I 
and you, I'm not a random collection of cells. I and you are not a chaotic sequence of DNA. I and you am not a biochemical accident or a chance quantum state. He knows my name, but do I know his? And you might say, who are you? What do you want? And he says, I am, and I love you, because I love you. Identity, it's the great question of our time. Who am I? Let us read on. That's the past. What about the future? In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they're more than the sand. If I awake, I'm still with you. It's not just my past, it's my future. It seems I am not the captain of my soul or the master of my destiny. I had no control over my conception, by definition. I have no control over the day or manner of my dying. There may be some sense in which I have some influence over the days I live between conception and dying, but actually, if you think about it, as a child, my parents told me what to do. Then my teachers told me what to do. Then my employer told me what to do. Then the tax man told me what to do and took my money as well. Then the mortgage company told me what to do and took some more. Then my children told me what to do and take what little remains. Then the doctor tells me what not to do, take it easy, relax, and then I stop breathing. All gone. Finished. Like a flower. Or as Johnny Clegg, the South African poet and songwriter said, I am free only to choose my chains. And you might say, who are you and what do you want? And he says, I am and I love you because I love you. Identity is the great question of our time. Who am I? And then we move on to this rage. And most preachers skip these next three verses, four verses. But I want to argue that this is absolutely key to understanding this psalm. Let me read it. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O oh God. O oh, men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Pretty difficult to exegete. This great roar of rage comes as the psalmist realizes who he is dealing with. If you are the great I am, then why is this world full of such pain and brokenness and evil and sin and exclusion and bitterness, hatred, oppression, 
exploitation, violence, poverty, decay, war, murder, rape, theft, and injustice. And you might say, quit stalking me and get on and sort the world out. Get off my case and bring justice to the trafficked slaves. Get out of my Facebook and go feed the starving. Leave me alone and give life to the dying. Stop the wars, heal the planet, silence the fools. Who are you? What do you want? And he says, I am and I love you because I love you. Let's read on. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And you might say, just a minute, before you go and save the world, could you sort me out first? If you made me, why am I such a mess? If you formed me, why am I so chaotic? If you're always with me, why do I feel so alone? If you love me, why do I hate myself? If you know who I am, why don't I know who I am? If you're my friend, do not unfriend me. If you're my creator, then bring light and life and order. If you're my savior, then save me. If you're my redeemer, free me. Who are you? What do you want? And he says, I am. And I love you because I love you. This great I am has come from the burning bush in human flesh. This great I am is Jesus of Nazareth, who shared all our sorrows and frailties, carried our sin, our failure, died our death, took our pain. And he says, I am the bread of life, and you can't live without me. I am the good shepherd. I laid down my life for you, my sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. Believe in me and live. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me and live in truth. I am the vine and you can be fruitful. I am the light of the world. You don't have to grope in darkness. I am the gate, the way in, the entrance to safety. You cannot avoid him, for eventually we shall all stand before his judgment seat. And two questions will be asked. Who are you? And who are you? Please. Do not unfriend him. Do not reject him, for he promises this. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And anyone who believes in him 
will not, never be put to shame. Let me try and pull this all together. Jesus is the great I am. He knows my inner world and my outer world. He knows my past and my future. Identity is not located in what you do for a job, the shape of your body, your passport, your class, your qualifications. On the day of judgment, God is not going to ask you about the letters after your name, the medals and gongs of this world, what football team you support or what car you drove. Identity is found in relationship and not just any relationship. Not who you hang out with, not who you love or how you love them. There is one relationship above all others that defines who you are. And that is the relationship with your creator, your heavenly father, your savior, your redeemer, your liberator, your sanctifier, your master, your judge. This relationship is the frame of reference in an otherwise unmarked space which mediates, shapes, corrects, determines, identifies all other relationships you have. Am I in Christ, formed and reformed by him, liberated by and for him, depending upon him for everything, changed and ready to meet him? If you are, then praise God. But if you're not, if you don't know him, then come and pray with me or someone just down by the piano afterwards at the end of this morning's worship. Come and bend your knee before the one who loves you and knows you inside out, your past, your future, your successes, your failures, your shame, your brokenness, your pride, your guilt, your rage. He knows it all. In a minute, Paul's going to bring some people up here and ask a couple of questions. And if it's like the last four weeks, it's going to be, what did you hear and what are you going to do? Let me give you a suggestion. Find a quiet half hour this week with a blank piece of paper. Could we just go back one slide, please? In the middle of that piece of paper, write down the last two verses of this psalm. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You write that in the middle of the page. At the top of the page, you write, who am I? And at the bottom of the page, you write, who do I hate? Who do I say, oh, that you would slay the wicked? Who has hurt you so much that you cannot forgive? Who do you despise? And then sit with that piece of paper and read that verse. Search me. 
and know me. What will he find? What will you let him discover? Who are you? What do you want? This Jesus says, I am. Come to me and live. Because I love you. I made you. I have redeemed you. And I call you by name. You are mine, says the Lord. Amen.